0: Walmart had a very good Christmas, according to its latest quarterly earnings reports, which were just released today. They said revenue was up 7.3% globally compared to the previous quarter, which ended January 31st, 2022. US comparable store sales up 8.3% year over year. Maybe there was something to that January retail sales report after all. Walmart's ceo president and ceo doug mcmillan was very excited in fact he said in the press release accompanying the earnings report we're excited about our momentum the team delivered a strong quarter to finish the year and as our results in the last two quarters show they acted quickly and aggressively to address the inventory and cost challenges we faced last year so christmas was great Walmart's uh, management team was all over the, uh, the uh, financial media extolling the virtues, as Mr. McMillan said, of all of their hard work in the last half of last year. This is looking great. As many people are now saying, forget soft landing fever. Now the U.S. economy is in danger, if that ever was a thing, danger, of a no-landing. It's so good, so terrific, that we're not even going to need a soft landing. It's going to just continue right on forward as if nothing was happening. So as Walmart's management team went on CNBC and other financial media outlets, of course they were in on the parade, right? No. CFO John David Rainey went on CNBC and he warned them that, yeah, the holiday numbers look good, but it wasn't because the US consumers are doing well, it's because what Walmart provides, basically cheap groceries, are what US consumers were in demand for. Not Christmas shopping, just getting by through the holidays. He said the consumer is still very pressured. And if you look at economic indicators, balance sheets are running thinner and and savings rates are declining relative to previous periods. And so that's why we take a pretty cautious outlook on the rest of the year. So January retail sales, apparently, whether they were good or not at Walmart, haven't seemed to have affected Walmart's forecast. In fact, Walmart forecasts rather dismal results or dismal uh, forecast for the rest of this year. The Wall Street Journal, I think, put it best this morning when it said, quote, Walmart reported strong quarterly sales Tuesday as cash-strapped shoppers gravitated to the discount retailer for food and other essentials and continue to pay higher prices on many items compared to last year. And on the conference call for Walmart, they again echoed that same term that we've been hearing over and over and over again. No, I'm not talking about soft landing or no landing. Uncertainty. There is a great deal of uncertainty looking out to the balance of the year. There is still pressure on the consumer. As such, our guidance reflects a cautious outlook on the macroeconomic environment. The problem is every little uh, short-run fluctuation in whichever economic data point, and we'll get to a couple of those uh, just a little bit later, everyone says, oh, the recession is over. We avoided it. The worst case. It couldn't possibly happen because this number perked up. And even Walmart, who had a great quarter in the fourth quarter, not because the economy's doing fine, but largely because the economy's not doing fine. And furthermore, they're forecasting uncertainty when they should be doing even better, assuming that consumers have any cash to spend. Consumers instead traded down to Walmart in the fourth quarter, and now Walmart's worried they might not even spend at all moving forward. We'll get to all of this including the no landing scenario in just a minute. But first, I'm Jeff, this is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. I do appreciate it. And if you're interested in going further down the rabbit hole of money and real economics, small e-economics, we have memberships available uh, exclusive videos and content, that kind of thing. We also have research subscriptions, a daily briefing where we go over the day's big macroeconomic news, as well as what's moving the key crucial markets and curves. And I also do a daily deep dive analysis where I dive deep into all of these topics from history to financial basics to the money and all of the implications for our what, what we're facing now, essentially. All the information available for you at eurodollar.university. Now Mr. McMillan, the president and CEO of Walmart, he said something very interesting in his uh, you know, flowery optimistic take on the fourth quarter. He extolled the Walmart manager or Walmart team as, you know, all employees basically saying, you know, we were faced with an enormous inventory challenge, among other things, cost cutting, cost pressures, those types of things last year. And we, boy, we faced them down and we handled them. And what did he say? They acted quickly and aggressively to address the inventory and cost challenges we faced last year. So they must have at least had a more significant impact on, the inventory overhang from last year. I mean, that's what it sounds like. McMillan is saying we had this major inventory challenge. Even though shopping consumer uh, demand might be a little bit uncertain in 2023, at least we started 2023 without that same inventory challenge, right? Well, then you go into the financial numbers, the details, the the balance sheet for Walmart, and what you see is that. On January 31st, 2022, they reported $56.5 billion in inventory. This is Walmart globally. And on January 31st, 2023, they reported $56.6 billion in inventory. So this major improvement in uh, inventory management meant that inventories globally were flat. And according to management, they were down about 3% in just the United States. So... Unless sales continue to grow at epic rates, which doesn't sound like they will, or doesn't sound like Walmart is is forecasting even that much from their grocery business, then 56.5 to 56.6 billion in inventory is going to continue to be a problem. Maybe not as much of a problem as last year when inventories were continuing to climb. So they got a handle on the growth, but what are the prospects that inventories are going to have to go further downward? which will only put more pressure on the global economy. To give you a, chance, a sense of what I mean by that, let's look at inventory from the, the uh, January 31st of 2020. So this is before the pandemic, the last report from Walmart from the 2019 calendar year, what they call the fiscal year 2020. So basically the last number before the pandemic hit, uh, January 31st, 2020, Inventories were just 44.4 billion. Now, yes, there's some cost uh, valuation numbers involved here, but inventories between January 2020 and 2022 and 2023 are up about 27 a percent. And over the same time period, revenues are up, I hate to say only, but revenues are up only only 17%. So inventories went way up over and above revenues And now they need to begin to normalize. And as Walmart's saying, we have to do something because economic uncertainty, consumers are still being pressured. No matter what everybody's saying about retail sales in January or the unemployment rate and the payroll report, the jobs market. Walmart in its business, which has been benefiting most of maybe anybody from this flagging economics uh, case, this economic uncertainty, now says we're uncertain to continuing to be uncertain about demand. Along those lines, now we get today the rash of PMIs from S&P Global for various countries around the world. Uh, For manufacturing, There was a slight improvement in S&P Global's manufacturing PMI, went from 46.9 in January to this flash February estimate of 47.8. However, that does, again, 47.8, that's not good. Um, The small improvement, short-run fluctuations, it's not really improvement at all, as the S&P Global press release said. Manufacturers registered a fourth successive monthly decline in production during February. That said, the pace of contraction was the slowest seen over the sequence. Yeah, so what? The the marginal fall in output stemmed from weak client demand as new orders decreased sharply. Some companies noted that sufficient stocks at customers and high inflation dampened demand conditions. I imagine that some of those uh, companies were noting their customers have anything to do with Walmart, inventories are continuing to be too high. New orders, which is new sales moving forward, continuing to decline at a sharp rate because the inventory cycle is not over. And the reason the inventory cycle is not over is not because of economic uncertainty, but because the economy is in very poor shape. And Walmart doesn't want to say that, but that's exactly what, you, what they're saying when you read between the lines. But not so, says a lot of people. This no-landing scenario. And according to this no-landing scenario, we've got another number that looks like no landing. Um, U.S. services from the same outfit, S&P Global. U.S. services, according to S&P Global, had been really bad in January. Suddenly, for February, it went from 46.8 to 50.5. That's a pretty big move. Not only is it a big move, it's on the plus side of 50. So if we extrapolate this improvement further, then obviously the economy must be fine. And here's what Chris Williamson, uh, S&P Global's chief economist, said about it. February is seeing a welcoming steadying of business activity after seven months of decline. Despite headwinds from higher interest rates and the cost of living squeeze, the business mood has brightened amid signs that inflation has peaked and recession risks have faded. Wonderful, right? So even though the manufacturing will be suffering from the inventory cycle, services has bounced, and as everybody knows, services is the vast majority of the economy, although a lot of services is is dealing with the management and transportation of goods. But either way, services is on the way back up. Recession called off. Except we just did this a couple months ago. The U.S. Services PMI in sept- for September of 2022 bounced by more than five points from what is a shocking low in August. The Services PMI collapsed during the summer, coincident to when markets told us that was happening in the real economy. The Services PMI, as well as the Manufacturing PMIs, all picked this up, but then in September, S&P Global says, hey, everything's looking brighter. It went from 43.7 in August, that shocking low, to 49.3. And everybody said, okay, it's not above 50, but we can see where this is going. From 43.7 to 49.3, we'll be well above 50 and out into the clear in no time. In fact, we'll go back to Mr. Williamson. This is what he wrote up in early October about the September PMI. Economic growth has come under pressure from falling output in both the manufacturing and services sector, though in both cases, September has seen some encouraging signals that business conditions may be starting to improve. Driving this improvement is a cooling of inflationary pressures in manufacturing supply chains, which is in turn alleviating cost growth for goods and energy in both manufacturing and services sectors, helping stimulate Demand. In fact, the outlook uh, in the S&P Global PMI for Services in September for the month of September had brightened to its best in quite some time. Everybody was optimistic, at least somewhat optimistic that the whatever happened during last summer sh- was just nothing more than a short run fluctuation. And by the end of the year, we'd all be fine. They'd be talking about a no landing, except that didn't happen as S&P Global's PMI, services PMI as well as manufacturing, bounced up for a month and then started back down lower again. A little premature in their optimism. In fact, this is common to any high-frequency data series, especially those that are soft data, sentiment, not necessarily focused on the Actual conditions, but just trying to get a sense of relative changes because relative changes can mean a whole lot of things. As the PMIs, as, as a, they said in the, the PMI for the recent month of, of February, maybe a 15 and a half, that doesn't mean we're going back to growth. Maybe for the last month or so, the contraction stabilized before it continues again. As I said, these PMIs are incredibly noisy, and you can find any number of examples where this has happened where it goes down shockingly, unexpectedly declines. I'm thinking about 2019, for example. In the first half of 2019, the US services PMI fell all the way to almost 50, which at the time, that was a shocking low. You didn't see the services PMI fall that low except for 2008 and 2009. But then in July, 2019, all of a sudden, the services PMI ticked up to 52.6, and everything everybody said, okay, see it was all nothing. As Jay Powell said at the time, it was an economic slowdown and nothing more. We'll do a couple rate cuts. Everything will be perfectly fine. And of course, as usual, everything was not perfectly fine, though it is it is debatable about how that would have played out over the rest of the year, because the pandemic came in at just the worst possible time and we'll never know for sure what would happen but the yield curve was pretty certain in August of 2019 when the two year, 10 year spread finally inverted, which suggested that whatever bounce or short run uh, recovery, lessening of the contraction in the middle of the summer of 2019, it wasn't going to last very long. And a lot of economic data that followed thereafter said it didn't last very long. You can see this again, any number of indications across any number of time periods, short run fluctuations aside, go back to Mr. Williamson from S&P Global, again for the the latest data for February of 2023. He does uh, pour a little bit of cold water on the optimism and euphoria that has been taken from this tick up in services. He says, however, there are some caveats to the good news. The upturn is being driven by the services sector, which in part reflects unseasonably warm weather. And although the manufacturing survey data are showing signs of improvement, the factory sector remains in contraction and focused on inventory reduction. It's funny how I forget the data point that it was, I think it was uh, ADP if uh, ADP number, labor number in January, which was weak and they blamed it on cold weather. Now we're hearing that warm weather might be responsible for the bounce in services, but it just might be short run random fluctuation. But note the caution in his tone there, because we've seen, like I said, we've seen this many times before. And just one final note, um, on top of the leading economic indicator, there were obviously PMIs around the world, European, the manufacturing PMIs all dropped further. Not a whole lot. Um, Germany was down 46 and a half from 47.3. Europe, 48 and a half from 48.8. Japan, 47.4 for 48.9. So going back to our original premise, Walmart, which benefited in the fourth quarter from pressured consumers, now is worried that pressured consumers won't be able to shop at Walmart. The inventory cycle, which is going global, is going to continue to plague the global economy. And if the services sector does indeed prove to be a short run fluctuation, what does the rest of the year look like? Not a no landing, economic uncertainty. I'm Jeff, this is Eurodollar University, Thank you very much for joining me. As always, massive, huge thank you to all the Eurodollar University members and the research subscribers. So until next time, all of you take care.